We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is October 3rd, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, the Orlando Magic play basketball today, real basketball today. How are we doing? And to celebrate the cause of today and there being a game, Magic Basketball, the product will be on the floor, at least some of it. As you guys are listening to this today, it'll happen tonight. I had to to bring out the uh, – I've got a J.I. jersey. I've got a Markel jersey. I've got a Jalen Suggs jersey. But I was really deciding. I don't normally think put that much thought into it, Jonathan. Which jersey am I going to wear on the pod tonight? Because people can't even see like which one I'm usually wearing. For those on YouTube, you can see I've got the four for Jalen Suggs. The reason being, he's the one that's active. He's the guy that is going to be playing basketball tonight out of those three jerseys. And I, I had to rep the the Jalen Suggs, you know, ha- had him on the pod draft night. It only feels right that I wear the Suggs today as you guys are listening to this, getting ready mentally, preparing your minds for the start of Magic Basketball. If you can't tell, we are extremely excited about the game that as you are listening to this is Monday night, uh, October 3rd against Memphis in Memphis. That game is going to start at eight o'clock. We're going to talk about preseason. We're going to talk about training camp. Um, but those of you who have been listening to the podcast this last week, there's some stuff that we need to address. First and foremost, uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with those in Southwest Florida right now that have been affected by Hurricane Ian. Just a crazy, powerful, destructive, terrifying storm. Um, and, and we know that the folks in, in Southwest Florida especially um, are going to be dealing with the aftermath of this storm for a long, long time. So our thoughts and prayers are with you guys. Um, it, it's just terrible, you know what's what's happened down there. It, it's it's awful, and you know selfishly, you know it was kind of a relief for us here in the Bay Area because that was supposed to be us. Like that is exactly what was supposed to happen here in in, in the, the in Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, the, with these storms, it's 
it's it's good for us, but it's always you know usually terrible for for somebody else. And it was kind of you know worst case scenario. And I know there are a lot of people in the Bay Area still that you know are are being affected by this and had some damages. But especially you know um, not obviously uh, apart from Southwest Florida, but uh, a lot of people in Orlando. I know there's a lot of flooding and some of that has started to recede a little bit, but. Um, there's a lot of damages, you know, uh, in, in the Orlando area and in the, the central Florida area. So our thoughts and prayers are, are just with everyone. Um, from what I know, you know, at least like the magic fam, everybody seems like kind of got out of that mostly unscathed, um, personally, at least, you know, property is a, a, another conversation, but, um, you know, your lives are what are most important. So, um, it's just been cool to see everybody kind of checking in on everybody, making sure that everyone is okay. Uh, but yeah, Luke, man, that was that was scary. It was scary here a little bit southwest of Tampa. Um, I think it was a three when it passed us and we kind of got like the outer bands of it. But it, it was rough mm-hmm. here. We were without power for like a, a day and a half. Um, how was it by you? Um, I think, you know, for us and, you know, I'm north of Orlando, obviously, in Ocala. Um, we didn't get it as badly as we were supposed to. Uh power flickered a few times here and there but um never lost it thankfully and and somehow that way i mean it just didn't get nearly as severe as it was obviously on the coast and then even in you know the orlando area i know orlando has had tons of flooding um i have family there and they've got you know school no school tomorrow because some of the, a lot of the schools um in orlando just don't have power yet so um obviously you know praying for them um and you know hope that you know we're we're doing our part in terms of you know donations things like that when it when it comes to trying to get these people back on their feet you read these articles and just like hundreds of lives lost like that sort of thing it's just you you can't even fathom you know losing your life in a in a storm such as this and like just really really stinks you know all around that this has to happen but is always the bright side and the the cool thing about this is just seeing everybody you know come together and and like you said, checking on each other, making sure we're all right. Um, it's just something that um, never gets old to see, you know, the community rally around each other, regardless of what that community is. Every time something happens like this. And we saw yesterday. So what was that Saturday uh, that the DeVos family is donating a million dollars to kind of the disaster relief fund for Hurricane Ian. So that's good to see as well. But yeah, it's really good to see the the community all kind of um, like galvanize, you know, when things like this happen. And I hope if there's anything that people take from this is pay attention to that cone, folks. Like if you are in the cone, even if the meteorologists are saying, oh, we think it's going to do this. If you are in the cone, prepare like it is coming to you, like be ready for every scenario. Because uh, I, I know those folks in Southwest Florida, you know, like, Monday, Tuesday, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. And then all of a sudden it's no, it's coming yeah. right at you. So just be prepared for that. You know, the the best that you can. Um, and I want to give a very special shout out to producer Kevin, our boy, Kevin Tucker. Luke and I were like, yo, we're going to be like in the <laughs> we're definitely going to be affected by this in, in one way or the, uh, the other. I knew I was going to be without power for an extended period of time. I was like, hey, we, we just might not have an episode. And Kevin was like, no, we told everyone we were going to have an episode i will do the episode and and he did that it was really tough for me like not not like i didn't want to miss the episode like i've been on every episode i know kevin talked about it 243 yeah. episodes up to that point um which man just to think that we've done this that many times is crazy but 
yeah, just appreciate you know Kevin stepping up to the plate, getting you guys a, an episode, and, and really there wasn't a lot to go off of because you know Magic Training Camp they had the first day on Tuesday, but then they missed Wednesday and Thursday, uh, you know because of the hurricane. So uh, yeah, just appreciate Kevin uh, really stepping up to the plate and and getting an episode done. But yeah, we just again thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by this. We hope that everyone is safe uh, at, at this point, and uh, yeah, just. Whatever is going on, just you know, find a way to to get through it. That's what we always do, and that's what we will continue to do. Luke, let's talk about preseason. Let's talk about training camp. So, like we said, there was a little bit of a hiccup due to Hurricane Ian, where they missed two days of, of training camp. And after that, once guys get back into the gym, everybody kind of echoed the sentiment that those days are gone. We can't try to get those days back. It's not going to happen. We're just going to put our best foot forward. Each day, uh, so we've had, you know, what was that? Uh, since then, we had Friday, Saturday, and yeah, basically another two, three days of training camp, I think, at the most. And now here we are, Monday, those guys have flown to Memphis Sunday night and are getting ready to take on the Grizzlies. So it's unfortunate that they missed that time, Luke, but I think the biggest thing for me is just the continuity having basically everybody back from last year. Some of the guys talked about there's a few things that have changed in terms of like terminology heading into this year with Mosley and the staff, but it's massive that most of these guys are already comfortable in their roles and and what this coaching staff is going to ask from them, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see, you know, how quickly there is definitely the pros and cons of of you know, just this lineup and this roster in general. Obviously, we know that very well. We know that they're going to have to. Uh, it's great that they've got that continuity. But at the same time, and we'll talk more about this, you've got so many guys to go through in a rotation to you know, just get them minutes on the floor. Um, and on top of that, your first game is against a, a team that has already played a preseason game. This will be the Magic's first game coming up against Memphis, but Memphis has already played. They beat the Bucks by five. Um, you, know, you, you saw um, Brandon Clark. Got almost 20 minutes in that game. Obviously, we didn't see any job. But Kenny Lofton, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. was the standout for them. So I'm interested to see if he can keep that up, how he fares against the the bigs in Orlando. I uh, I hope we get to see kind of a, a glimpse of everybody. That's the exciting part about you know preseason. But yeah, you, you got to think that there's going to be some a lot of hiccups, at least these first few games of preseason, barring or just given like the amount of practice they've gotten going into this game along with, like I said, just the rotation and those units and just feeling out that whole process of, of who meshes well with who. And it's a it's a long, long process that uh, that Moses got to figure out in just a few games. Yeah. So starting Monday, you know, over the next week and a half, you know, give her plus a couple of days there, uh, five training camp or five preseason games to get you ready for the regular season. For me, the, the biggest question mark heading into tonight, into Monday night against the Grizzlies is going to be what does the starting lineup look like? And I think there's potential for a starting lineup that Mosley wasn't planning on two weeks ago, just given like the injury to you know Markel Fultz, for example. I think a lot of us expected him to be the starting point guard. Um, but yeah, I just really don't know what to expect. You know, when we look at uh, you know some of the lineups from last year, like the starting lineup, the first preseason game was not the starting lineup, the second preseason game or the third or the fourth. It was basically a different lineup each preseason game. And then the 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 lineup from the final preseason game is the lineup that we went into the regular season with. 
So where we talk about, you know, dress rehearsals, you know, the, the final couple of games of the preseason being dress rehearsals for the regular season, like we have evidence of that every single year, right? Um, yeah, I, I think that was the exception of for that last game, obviously four out of the five. But you had Jalen who was out with that uh, with the sickness. So I think Gary was who started in his place that final preseason game of last year. Three out of the, and the then four, start, right. Yeah, so we were uh, in, in terms of just the last because the, the first game of the year last year, the regular season, wasn't it? Jalen was was in that starting lineup at that point. I'm almost positive. Yeah, he missed that last uh, yeah, yeah. preseason game with like a non covid illness right and then he started the yeah so he started the season so gary and him swapped and that would have made obviously the last game of the preseason um you know what eventually you roll out there for the first game aside from gary yeah that's when we saw the the mo bamba wendell lineup and we were like yeah yeah very funny jamal come on now let's yeah be, let's be for real you know the the season starts in a couple of days and then you know they ended up kind of rolling with that um just kind of looking on you know social media and through some of these post-practice availabilities that we've had this week. Um, I just thought it would be a good idea to just kind of go through some of the lineups that we've seen. And what I've learned from the lineups we're about to go through is I have no idea what is going to happen right. tomorrow night against the Grizzlies. Um, I, I'm not really going to have a good feeling about the the starting lineup for the regular season until I think that last couple of games there. But so yeah. just these are lineups that we've either seen um, in social media videos that the Magic have posted um, that players have alluded to, again, in post-practice availabilities, uh, you know, or Jamal Mosley. So uh, we've got a lineup of Bull Bull, Chuma Okiki, Terrence Ross, Jalen Suggs, and RJ Hampton. Bull Bull is a, a, a common theme in a lot of these lineups here. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, Devin Kennedy, Mo Bamba, Admiral Schofield, and Franz Wagner. So those last uh, two lineups that I mentioned, those were kind of going against each other. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Mo Wagner, Chuma Okiki, RJ, Bull Bull. Pretty uh, pretty interesting there. Paolo, Dell, Caleb, Devin Candy, Admiral Schofield. I've got I got some notes about these these last few here. Uh, this lineup: Cole, Mo Bamba, Wendell, Franz, and Paolo. That one is is pretty spicy. We know there was a Paolo Wendell Bull Bull lineup. We don't know who else uh, was in that lineup. Um, I th- maybe Jamal talked about it. The video that I was watching was, uh, I think it was Terrence talking about it potentially. I I don't remember. I've watched so many of these at this point. And then Terrence Cole Chuma Admiral and Mo Bamba. So going back to to this one here, Cole Mo Bamba Wendell Franz Paolo. In that clip, Cole grabs a steal in like the middle of the floor and just tosses it ahead to Paolo, who then dunks it. If you look at the scoreboard in the background, right before that dunk, you see that one team is up 14 to zero. And I believe they were only running these lineups like eight minutes at a time, I think is what Cole said in one of these post-practice availabilities. But the lineup they were going against was Jalen... Mo Wagner, Chuma, RJ, Bull, Bull. So the Jalen, Mo Wagner, Chuma lineup was in like the gray pennies, and Cole, Mo, Dell, Franz, and Paolo were in black. And it was the guest team that was up 14 to 0. Traditionally, up until the last handful of years, the light colored jerseys have been the home team, the darker colored jerseys are the guests. So from this, I'm deducing 
that Cole, Mo, Dell, Franz, and Paolo were destroying this other lineup. <laughs> and I think there is a not zero chance that that is your opening night lineup. Cole, Mo, Wendell, Franz, and Paolo, which we've talked about this kind of jokingly at times, that puts Franz at the two opening night. And then mm. Cole is your starting point guard. We kind of figured that once, once Markel went down. And then mm-hmm. Paolo, Dell, Mo Bamba as your bigs. It's a lot to okay. uh, analyze we're, there. We're, we're, we're going to do this because uh, I'm visual and... You and I are talking about this for the first time, right? And and you and I have, I'm sure, analyzed and analyzed videos in probably different ways and haven't really even talked this, about this at all. So if you can, and for the listeners as well, give me from point guard down to center what, what that starting lineup is once again, what that lineup would be. If it, Cole if Anthony, Franz yeah. Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, yeah. Mo Bamba, yeah. Wendell Carter Jr., Okay, so no Suggs, right? No, no Suggs in that lineup. That's what I'm taking as well. So, I, and I'm not saying it is. I'm right. Of I course. just found but, it but interesting. Listen, this is this is all this is is just talk that we find interesting and that we're we we haven't seen anything on a court yet besides practice. So forgive us if you guys think we're reaching or oh you guys could be discussing this and it might not even happen. We know that. But we're we're just we're talking it out. Like I said, we have not discussed this together. We try to keep detail talk like this on the pod for you guys. So I'm just thinking out loud here. Obviously, you know, you're you're ruling out then Jalen Suggs, he would come off the bench there. Um because then in that regard, right, it would be Suggs slides in at the two, and essentially you just slide positions down till Mo Bomb is off the court, basically. So you're essentially Jay Mo instead of Jalen. And let's remember this, the Mo WCJ lineups at the beginning of that year when everybody was healthy with that starting lineup with them in it and that strategy, that tactic was amongst the best starting lineups in the league. For a while, it was the best starting lineup in the league. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It, I guess it shouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, it would surprise me if what we've heard about Jalen and Terrence has kind of talked about Jalen and get shed some light on him and how he's seen him grow during this offseason during training camp compared to where he was last year. Just based on the talk, I'd be surprised if if Mo gets ahead of Jalen. But based on what we saw last year, I'm not surprised if Mo is over Jalen. So I'm I'm a little bit conflicted. So obviously we know that we're heading into preseason and we've you know gone through training camp without Gary Harris, without Markell, without Jonathan Isaac. So those are three key guys that we expect to be in the rotation when they're healthy. Yeah. So I'm trying to go through these lineups and, and kind of find like who's being left out. So Cole, Franz, Paolo, Mo, Wendell, and then the 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 second unit, Jalen, RJ, Chuma Okeke. I said Okiki earlier. My apologies. Still getting used to that. Chuma Okeke, mm-hmm. Bol Bol, and then Moritz Wagner. So from my thinking, the only people that are kind of left out in that scenario are Devin Kennedy and Caleb Houston out of guys that we like expect to play. Right. Which doesn't shock us. Which doesn't really. shock us at all. Right. So then like to me, that makes a lot of sense. You know, they, 
they kind of have you know, a, a proof of concept that that worked last year. Mo next to Wendell, Paolo and Franz. I feel like you could probably play those guys at any position on the floor, really. And then Cole, as soon as Markel went down, we all assume that Cole is going to be the, the starting guard, right? Yeah. So yeah, my question yeah, you, is you then, like, we talked to Markel at, at media day, and he made it seem like he's ready to go now. He just, you know, is, is waiting to get the thumbs up from the training staff. And you saw him, we saw multiple videos, him kind of like rebounding for his teammates, you know, making passes, you know, to the corner for them during shooting drills. He's dying to get back on the floor. But then my question is, what does this look like when Markel comes back? Like, that's going to get really interesting. Yeah. And and let's be fair also, like that lineup of, of Cole, Franz, Paolo, Mo, and Dell could very much just be a rotational lineup. Like it might not be the starting lineup per se. So I'm not ruling out that obviously, you know, the starting lineup is what kind of we predict, have predicted for a little bit now, which if that's if Kel's healthy. Of that, you know, Markel, Jalen, Franz, Paolo, uh, Wendell, right? So, I don't know. I don't know what to necessarily think, but it's all it's all part of the fun. I've got kind of all the, and in terms of that unit, I've got basically a 15-man lineup listed with, like, spaces in between, right? I have those starters that are, like, the lineup you mentioned, then the bench of who was playing against them in, in training camp, then Kennedy and Houston on their own island, and then Space, Gary, J.I., Markel. That's that's 15. So who knows who slides in where. But if that's the case and, like, Kennedy and Houston aren't getting run with Gary, J.I., Markel out, who knows? We're going to get a lot of, of time to see them all during preseason, especially the longer that they hold out those 300 guys. But... It will be interesting to see what changes, uh, especially based on who performs well preseason to preseason game, right? Game player has a really great game. Next game, they're in the starting lineup or next game. They're just getting more minutes in general, whether that be a Kennedy or Houston. They light it up from three, whatever. But who knows? Just given the amount of time that we've uh, kind of used talking about this, I do want to preface this again. This means absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing, right? Like this is... Mm-hmm. was quite literally like a nine-second clip that we saw of these te- two teams going against each other. In, in my estimation and kind of what I've put together from watching these videos is these guys were getting swapped out like left and right. Terrence talked about right. the fact that it was different lineups every single day. Uh, I think yep. Coach Mosley mentioned that as well. It was different lineups every single day. They're just trying to see who plays well together, You know what works, what doesn't work. So yeah. we could all of this is essentially pointless at this time. We won't really have a better idea until – like the second to last or the very last preseason game. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, reiterating and we're doing a lot of reiterating and reemphasizing, but this could just be a rotational thing. Like I said, this might not be mean that that's going to be a starting lineup, but Moses is getting a feel for how these guys play together. And if that clip is right and that scoreboard was actually accurate in terms of it was actually being used and it wasn't like one side of the score was reset from the game before. Like looking at other clips, think, was, I think it was being used. Like another clip I saw was okay, like five to so, nine. And they were right, keeping so, score. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the other thing. And 
so let's say that is right. It was actually that score. We know that rotation should be good. I've I wrote down the rotation and I'm interested to see how that lineup performs, whether it's starting or just they're out there on the court together during the game. It'll be interesting to to track and see what success they have against actual, you know, other NBA caliber lineups. Luke, I want to talk about Bull Bull. But before we talk about Bull Bull, I want to talk about the people that make this show happen on a week-to-week basis, mm. our patrons. So if you're mm. a newer listener um, or you just tune us out whenever we talk about this, uh, we do have a Patreon channel uh, where you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show where we have three tiers of benefits that you can help financially partner with the show to help us do all of the things that we do. Uh, Luke, we shout out our brand new patrons every single episode whenever we have new patrons. So I want to go ahead and shout out two uh, individuals specifically here. So shout out to Eric Lopez, uh, one of our newest patrons. Thank you so much for your support and listening to the show. Um, It really goes a long way, uh, your help um, and just uh, helping with the show. So again, thanks so much. And then Luke, we don't normally do this, but I I need to shout out this individual uh, very, very, very specifically. Fuchsia uh, Yamashiro is one of is at this time our newest patron. And if you weren't aware, uh, you can actually go ahead and purchase like an entire year of Patreon membership up front. And that's what Fuchsia yeah. did for our Hall of Fame tier. So just want to thank Fuchsia so much, one, for supporting the show and you know interacting with us on social media. Um, but that's just a massive bag to throw at the boys for an entire year. <laughs> so we really, really appreciate that. Um, that's going to help us big time uh, with some equipment stuff that we want to do coming up pretty soon here. So again, in the immediate, in the immediate yeah. future, like I'm talking, we're making a purchase like as soon as we jump off this episode tonight um, to help <laughs> help the show be a little bit more mobile when we need to be. So we're super excited for that. So big shout out to Eric Lopez and a big thank you uh, to Fuchsia. We are just so appreciative of, of you helping uh, financially support the show. And now we're going to go ahead and shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. Uh, which we do every single episode here. We're going to start with Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Bailey, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Franz Godefichot, Ryan Singh, The Distract, I'm Ron Burgundy, Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Breadhead, Brian Leggins, Eric Lopez, and Fuchsia. Thank you guys so much for the support. One more thing before we get to Bull Bull, because we are talking about the preseason, we are having our very own The Six Man Show preseason group outing coming up on October 14th at 7 o'clock Eastern. It is the preseason finale for the Orlando Magic. They're facing off against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. Again, we're putting together a group outing to try to fill the lower bowl, have Magic fans just kind of take over the lower bowl, make a lot of noise for your Orlando Magic, getting everybody prepped for the regular season. If you want to join us at this group outing, you can purchase your ticket at FIVO.me slash The Sixth Man Show. That's FIVO, F-E-V-O dot M-E slash The Sixth Man Show. You can purchase your tickets. They are running out very quickly. And two lucky fans that purchase tickets to this group outing, John McCall, our sales rep with the Orlando Magic, uh, he is giving two sets of fans two tickets to go to the game on October 11th at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. So again, FIVO.me slash the six man show. Luke, let's talk about bowl bowl. 
So there has mm-hmm. been just kind of preseason chatter. Uh, really, even before we got to training camp, we heard Terrence Ross talking about Bull Bull. When we talked to Jeff Turner, Jeff Turner seemed really excited about Bull Bull. At media day, there were all these kind of whispers like, hey, did you see Bull Bull? Have you seen Bull Bull? Oh, my goodness, Bull Bull. He looks great. He looks like this. He looks like that. Again, we've heard Terrence talk about Bull Bull as well um, in training camp and just how great he's looked, that he just looks like an alien, that he does things that you've never seen somebody. You might never have really seen somebody his size at all, uh, but especially the way that he can move uh, at 7'3 or 7'4, whatever the case may be. When Del Carter mentioned Bull Bull as probably the best shooter of the bigs, that's not insignificant, I think. So, man, Bull Bull. There have been people that have been on the bowl bowl train for quite some time. I just really didn't know what to expect given you know his uh, history so far in the NBA. Um, and then who was it today? Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba today was talking about bowl bowl and asked just kind of the differences in their game. And Mo Bamba said, well, I'm more of like a traditional big and he's more of a guard. He didn't say like a wing. He said a guard, a seven foot four <laughs> guard. That's how he described yeah. Bull Bull. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And they they also asked him. Um, they also asked him. And shout out to Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel, just for posting you know clips, the quick clips that he gets during these interviews. Uh, super helpful, obviously, that we can just kind of get him in these bite sized you know question Q and A type situations. But they asked him, you know, who do you compare or who did you watch? Not who you compare yourself, but who did you watch? you know, growing up before making it to the NBA. And Bull was like, well, I think, you know, Kevin Durant, obviously we have some similarities in terms of our, our height and length, all that sort of thing. And, uh, and, and so hearing him say that, like I, I did, like I, I laughed because I know that some people are going to be like, oh, he thinks he's Kevin Durant. And that's the only, re- like he just wants to be KD. And it's like, that's all the worst aspirations in the world um, in, in terms of on the court, KD, maybe not, you know decisions but um regardless i i that that was the one thing i took from you know one of the clips that that kobe had posted just that he had kind of you know what grew up watching kd but yeah i think that there's some definitely intrigue there you hear him being described as a as a guard and um and and so we'll see you know that's mainly where he has been throughout his career is kind of like a, just a wing position not necessarily like a point guard by any means but um, but can handle the ball from what we know. And just, especially for a guy of that size enough to be described as a guard, he can handle the ball that well. Apparently we've also heard that he is, I think it was Dell, right. That said he's the best shooting big of the magic big men, which is saying something the magic have, you know, from, from Mo to the Mo who shot exceptionally well from three to Dell, who was respectable um you know a little bit below league average last year from three but as a big still shot well for a big so pretty high praise that that he would just be named like outright best shooting big that they've got i'm very intrigued i'm not sold just because i haven't seen it his nba you know time played health has not indicated by any means that he is a player that's going to get heavy rotation minutes he might just be a guy that becomes a fan favorite and he gets like decent amount enough run that he, you know, generates chatter and people are always just begging for ball ball to play more minutes. I could see him maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I could see him being a guy that's like getting 12 to 16 minutes a game and people are just constantly 
asking and pleading on Twitter and every social media outlet for him to get more run. It'll be interesting if he performed well in preseason, that would be uh, add a little bit, a lot of bit more intrigue for me. I just have to see it on the court. If he comes out against Memphis and he's just balling on Memphis, we're having a different discussion. It might be an overreaction at that point, but we're having a discussion on on Wednesday night's recording that comes out Thursday. People thought that like the per 36 stuff with Mo Bobble was bad. If Bull Bull is putting up <laughs> stupid numbers per 36, it's going to get yeah. ugly on Magic Twitter. I yeah. prom and yeah. Reddit everywhere. It's going to be a bloodbath because yeah. I, I, I could also see like, He's just still the same player that he has been the first few years in the league where yep. for whatever reason, he's not in the rotation and he's sitting at the end of the bench. And, you know, when we would play like the Celtics, you know, in February, we would hear Magic fans, Taco, 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 right. wanting to see Taco Fall get into the game. And if, you know, the same thing, we might be getting some, we want bull, we want bull chance in the lower bowl right. at Amway. So, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I'm definitely a little I'm I'm way more excited to see him than I was heading into the season. Uh just because all the chatter and just some of the things that we've seen have been really impressive and I think and not I'm not like trying to throw you under the bus, but I think I was a little bit more optimistic about Bowl than you were just because like oh, I was, I was and, totally out. And I, yeah, and he's yeah. very talented. He's always been talented. That hasn't been really the question. It's just for a number of reasons he has not been in a in the rotation for really any of the teams I, he's played for. Here, here's my thing as well, and this is where I'm really, this is why I'm not jumping on the give me bowl, you know, line heavy lineups, heavy minutes, because the things that have been said about him in training camp for the Magic, they've not really seen him around the team, right? Like in terms of playing, he's been around, but he hasn't been necessarily playing and being able to talk about him to the media. They're just now getting that chance. Bull shot like almost three attempts a game from three in college and shot like 52%. It was a small sample size. He in college played only nine games, started all of them, but he has always been somewhat of like a, a absolutely a freak of nature and also a good shooter. Like we have known these things about bull and people that experience it firsthand always mention it. And it's been true. I think if Bull was drafted to Orlando and had a training camp, these quotes would come out and they'd be the same. So, and and yet he still hasn't gotten a lot of run in the NBA. So I just, I'm not, I'm not, that's why I'm not sold on him. And we'll see. There's a reason, right? Between health and whatever else it might've been. There's a reason he hasn't gotten a lot of run. And he's nothing. I I don't know how much has changed. I'm sure he's improved, but at the same time, I, I'm. It just it doesn't shock me that this is what's being said about him. Truthfully, yeah. I mean, obviously, covering the Magic and not paying a lot of attention to the Denver Nuggets or you know the Boston Celtics as previous right. teams, I, I'm sure all of this has been said about him before. You know, he's a freak athlete. He you know moves away. Guy shouldn't be able to move. He's a great shooter. Blah blah blah. I'm sure all of these things have been said about him at previous stops. So I think where I am is like cautiously optimistic, certainly interested, but I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not sold yet, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see because we're going to see plenty of bowl bowl in preseason, I would assume. Yeah. So uh, yeah, excited to see what bowl bowl brings to the table for the magic. Um, 
at this point, I won't be shocked any outcome. If he doesn't play at all, like if he's averaging like three minutes a game in the regular season, I won't be shocked. If he's getting like 15 to 17 minutes a game, I won't be shocked at this point just because guys seem genuinely excited about Bobo. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, last thing I wanted to do, Luke, uh, as we're you know getting ready for you know preseason here and the, the opening night for preseason, is just talk about uh, some of the things that have stuck out to me the most uh, so far through training camp and, and really just talking about what guys have been saying and uh, like in the post-practice uh, availabilities. Both of the quotes for me have come from Terrence Ross. So one of the things that I loved about Evan Fournier w- when he was here is that he was always candid with the media, always spoke his mind, was very insightful, you know, would tell you what he thought at the time. And Terrence Ross... I think in his earlier years, first of all, he didn't really have as much of an opportunity to speak to the media because he wasn't necessarily like one of the key guys. It was always a lot of Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier. Terrence would talk to the media occasionally, but it was a lot of those other guys. Now that he is the elder statesman of the Orlando Magic, the the oldest player, I feel he gets asked that every single time he speaks with the media now. but he just gives such insightful and thoughtful answers, and there's there's almost like no filter. So it's just always a, a joy to to hear from Terrence Ross. But um, Terrence is talking about the way that the team has looked, especially the first day back on Friday, talking with the media about like how the team looked. I, I was encouraged that everybody was kind of echoing that it was a really good practice because missing a couple of days in a pretty short training camp you didn't want to come back and have like a bad day after missing a couple of days. But the thing that stuck out to me the most when he was talking about how the team looked is that he expects the ball movement this year to be much better, much improved compared to last year. He said that last year, it just seemed like guys weren't really sure to do with the ball. Uh, we're just making bad decisions, dribbling a little bit too much, trying to do a little bit too much themselves. And he said like, if today's any indication, the ball should be moving much better for this team, which 
I think was pretty good last year. There were definitely some times where guys were dribbling the ball a little bit too much, and it was frustrating. Um, but for Terrence to come out and say that a guy again, and I put a lot of stock into what he says because this is his eleventh year in the league. You know, he's been around, he's seen a lot of things in the NBA, and uh, I just value his opinion. So him saying that the ball movement should be much better, I'm excited to see what that looks like tonight against the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, obviously you add, you know, something that Mosley has talked a ton about is just guys being great decision makers. He's, you know, he's talked about it and, you know, you, you've obviously got guys like Franz who has the ability to facilitate as well. Um, Wendell is pretty good at facilitating, you know, when the offense is kind of being ran through him, whether it be at the post or wherever that might be on the court. Um, Paolo, obviously you add him, Markel you've got guys that are capable passers. So it will be uh, interesting. I, I would be shocked if the, the ball movement wasn't better. We talk about the, just the gravity of bringing in a guy, a guy like Paolo Bancaro. It's not a shocking thing to me from to, it's just to hear that the ball's moving around better. I'm hoping, you know, every, everyone knows that the magic were not great offensively <laughs> to say the least last year. So, Ball movement is welcome, and you know just those steps. I think will just continue to get better through the season. So yeah, n- none of that really shocks me at all. You would honestly be expecting that to be the case coming from from Terrence, who's kind of evaluating the team and and giving us these responses with no filter. I I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the the show, and I'm I'm hoping at some point we do get this lineup, and it, it's a lot of what people have projected to be the starting lineup of Markel, Jalen, Franz, Paolo, and Wendell, because I genuinely think that has the chance to be one of the best passing lineups in the entire league, like from top to bottom. All of those guys are capable of making like very special passes for their position. And uh, yeah, so it doesn't, like you said, bringing Paolo into the mix, somebody at his size that can pass and facilitate the way that he can, super special, super exciting. And then the other quote for me from Terrence, and I think you mentioned it earlier, was he was asked like who of like the young guys has made like the most improvement and who he's been the most impressed by in training camp. And he mentioned a couple of guys, but the person that he spoke about the most was Jalen Suggs. He said Jalen looks more comfortable, and you know, just in in, re- in reference to his shooting, that the biggest difference for Jalen's shooting is he's just making them. And to me, that is for Jalen Suggs, that is a big deal because that was the whole problem last year. They looked great. He looked confident taking them now. His comments from media day shed some light on maybe he wasn't as confident as he looked taking those shots. But the fact that they're going in is everything for Jalen Suggs. Like Jalen was was good getting to his spots last year, getting to the rim. I think he's going to continue to get better at finishing at the rim. So I don't think it's I, this isn't anything that I'm saying that is profound, but the biggest improvement that Jalen Suggs can make is shooting the basketball. Yeah, and there's some things, right? Like there's always people who. And I'll explain this kind of in some length here, but there's always people, whether it be NBA, high school level, whatever it is. That shoot better. And practice. Oh, here we go. Th- these people Come exist. On. I'm trying to hype up Jalen Suggs. You're coming in like, I, oh, hey, this, is, I'm wearing this means the, nothing. I'm wearing the Jalen jersey. I, <laughs> But I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm just saying it won't shock me if he still has struggles out the gate 
you know, shooting the basketball. Just kill kill all the hope. Just kill it all. Hey, I, no, 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 no. I'm just saying there are there. That is absolutely a thing um, where your lights out in practice. You're a practice shooter. And then you get to the game and it's just you're not you're not him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shooting the basketball. Jalen is him, so, bro. Jalen is him. I, I I hope so. And I like I said, as someone wearing his jersey right now, I genuinely hope so. I want this jersey to to be something that you know I get a go magic for, or Jalen Suggs is a stud. I want those only type of things thrown at me when I'm wearing this jersey. Okay, so I want the best for him. I am just saying, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but. Um, it's it's a very real thing. That's why I will just until we see it, even in preseason, show me in preseason that you're going to knock it down when you're not just playing against your buddies. That that this is a real thing, that your confidence isn't just around the guys that already like lift you up and support you and encourage you. It's against the guys that like want you to fail and want you to miss these shots when, and try when to the get little your head kid all in game. Boston is screaming, Jalen, you suck. <laughs> like, can you still hit it then? Yeah, can you still hit it? Whole whole arena is screaming against you. Are you going to let it get in your head? Confidence is a mental thing. He talked about his confidence not being where it should have been last year, despite the shots he was taking. So we just need to see that you know when when push comes to shove, when he's playing at an opposing team arena like he will be in Memphis tomorrow night, despite the the stakes and how high they are or not because it's a preseason game. Are you going to hit the shots? And I hope Jalen is hitting the shots. Uh, do you think when we uh, play at those idiots to the north, do you think we're still going to get the Scotty's better chance in year two? They're they're going to be chanting that until Jalen is like at Scotty level. They're going to just run with it, and even when he's at Scotty level, like it, they're going to run with it. You you know they they got it. That that's that's a part of the fun, I guess. But but they're they're wild. When they come to when they come to Orlando, we should start a Franz is better chant because I I yeah. do think like Scotty Barnes was the rookie of the year. I do think this year Franz is going to show like no like I'm him. You think you're him? If you're a basket, I am him. The indication, right? Yeah. If you're a basket, the indication, and if Franz is demanding and wants the ball, doesn't shy away. We know he won't shy away. Just get the ball in his hands, and he's got to be asking for it, regardless of scenario. Yeah, I think that he's gonna he's gonna take that leap. Franz clears. Franz better. Yeah, facts. Okay, Luke. Let let's get these folks ramped up for tonight for Monday night, the preseason opening game of the season for the Orlando Magic at eight o'clock Eastern time in Memphis against the Grizzlies. So first of all, uh, Bally Sports Florida came out and announced that they are going to be broadcasting the final two preseason games. So at home against the Grizzlies on the 11th and then at home versus the Cleveland Cavaliers on the 14th. But my understanding is, and producer Kevin double-checked this uh, before we started recording, so what I'm about to say, if it is incorrect, you can blame Kevin Tucker. Uh, You can find him uh, on Twitter at Kevin underscore Tucker, I believe. I might have his handle. (laughs) I might just, I just might some, like, Kevin Tucker that lives in Iowa that has no idea about the Orlando Magic. He is just going to get blasted on Twitter tomorrow if I just gave out the wrong handle. <laughs> but Kevin told us that each of these preseason games is going to be available on League Pass. So um, that's if you're out of Orlando, I believe. I think if you're in Orlando, you might still get the uh, the VPN. Yeah, it's, it's going to be blacked out in Central Florida. So if you're not in Orlando... Um, 
Last year, VPNs worked wonders for me. There's been some chatter that uh, uh, League Pass is trying to kind of, you know, clamp down on the VPN. So I don't know. Listen, if you are savvy with the internet, most people listening to this podcast are, there are ways that you can find ways to watch this game. So this game will be available to watch one way or the other. Uh, whether or not you Y'all, decide to be a law-abiding yeah. citizen, we can't speak to that. But and, uh, but and yeah. the other thing I'll say is that uh, if this is your first rodeo and you're having to you know find out where these games are at Luke Sylvia ninety six, I'll leave it at that on Twitter. My DMs will be open. Slide in his DMs. You heard it here first, folks. He never minds Absolutely. that anyways, yep. but uh, especially not yep. when he's Man. trying to help. Folks, uh, watch their beloved Orlando a Magic. Fellow Magic fan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So super excited to to play and, and watch the, the team uh, play Memphis. I'm not playing Memphis, obviously. That would be pretty cool, but I'm just going to be watching our guys. I hate when people, like, you know, they get weird about people saying we, like talking about their team. I got the logo tatted on me. I will say we if I please. <laughs> um, but just some some notes about Memphis there's a lot of guys that are either like banged up right now, didn't play against the Bucks on Friday. I know you mentioned John Morant. Um, Desmond Bain is day-to-day for them. Dylan Brooks is day-to-day. Steven Adams is day-to-day. Tyus Jones is day-to-day. Xavier Tillman is day-to-day. We don't know who they're going to throw out to play the Magic. I would assume you know, John Morant is elevated to like star status, so he, he'll probably only play the last couple of preseason games for the Memphis Grizzlies, which is... You know, kind of weird to me, but you know, it, it is what it is. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. He's out uh, with the the foot injury uh, that uh, I think he suffered that a couple you know weeks ago. He's out like four to six months, so uh, we're not going to see him, and we're not going to see uh, Danny Green, who um, was traded to the Grizzlies in the off season, and he's still rehabbing the the torn ACL uh, from last year. So, yeah. Probably not going to see some of their marquee guys line up for you know the Grizzlies against the Magic, but preseason you, you're not you don't want to be worried about the opponent. You want to be worried about what you're doing and and making sure that the principles that you put in place during preseason or training camp rather that your team is able to execute that in a somewhat regular fashion. That's what the preseason is for. Not worried about the results, although I I'm going to predict the Magic are going to go five and zero. Oh. Because if they do, I look like a genius. And if they don't, well, guess what? Preseason doesn't mean anything. But <laughs> apart from the opponent, it's just going to be really exciting to see, obviously, Paolo Bancaro, his first, I mean, summer league, I guess, is technically official. But like we're, we're getting into the, nit- the nitty-gritty here. We're getting ready for the regular season. So I'm just excited to see the lineups, to see how guys look. More than anything, I just want the team to look good. I want them to look good. If they look good, it doesn't mean anything. But if they look bad... That's going to be a little bit concerning, Luke. Yeah, and we'll see. The matchup that I'm looking forward to tomorrow is against uh, for Paolo to go up against um, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark played in that game against Milwaukee. Brandon Clark plays that power forward position. I'm hoping that we get to see, you know, if we're not getting to see a lot of their normal, you know, starters or heavy minutes guys, at least Brandon Clark hopefully will be playing since he played game one. We'll be hopefully matching up against Palo. I would love to see Palo, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark's a guy that's garnered a lot of attention, and rightfully so, in the last season, really. 
So we'll be interesting to to see what happens when they go head to head tonight in Memphis. Um, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Jaw, I was looking at it last year or last year's preseason. Jaw played four of their six preseason games last year. Um, but yeah, granted that now he has elevated another level. It seems I would not be shocked if he doesn't play until like the dress rehearsal games, you know, one or two games before the regular season actually begins. So as for tonight, as you guys are listening to this, I'll be looking for that Palo Brandon Clark matchup uh, and hoping that Palo can, you know, make 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 him, you know, not look so great. Being a guy that has gotten so much praise here in the last year or so, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get a let's get a Paolo stat line prediction for his preseason debut. I'm gonna go 21.7 rebounds, six oh assists. My. Oh my goodness! How many minutes do you think this man's playing? He's gonna score 21 points in 22 minutes. Oh my goodness! All right, I'll say that uh, I'll give my prediction for minutes as well, just because for the sake of it. But I would say I'm gonna say he plays around 18 minutes. Okay. I'm going to say he plays around 18 minutes or so and gives us like 15, six and three. So that that's that 15, six and three in about 18 minutes, maybe 20, give or take. Those are that's uh, that's my Palo official prediction for the game. At so le- like, let's look at last year. So the first preseason game against the Boston Celtics, Terrence Ross played 23 minutes. Gary Harris, 20, Wendell, 21, Jalen Suggs, 21. Uh, Etwan Moore, who we literally never saw, basically once the regular season started. Uh, Franz nineteen, Jalen twenty-one, Mo Wagner twenty-two, Mo Bamba twenty-one, Cole Anthony twenty-one, RJ twenty-two. So there's a chance that we get some extended Palo minutes. Like obviously not going to play thirty minutes. Uh, we would expect that more so. Like again, the regular season dress rehearsal, last couple of preseason games. But yeah, I want what I'm expecting is Palo to come out. And as good as he looked in summer league, we're going to be like, oh, he looks even better now. Like he really is him and everybody's going to go crazy. That's my prediction. I hope so. That's what I want to see out of Paolo Bancaro, especially against Brandon Clark. Like you said, you're looking forward to that matchup. And I just want him to come out and establish like, no, I, I'm like the old Conor McGregor part. I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over, baby. That's what I want to see out of Paolo yeah. Bancaro opening night of the preseason. Let's freaking go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with it. I hope he does it. All right, let's look ahead to the rest of the week here. We finally get to do the week ahead. So obviously tonight, Monday, October 3rd, at Memphis starting at 8 o'clock Eastern. Then on Thursday, October 6th, at the San Antonio Spurs, that game starts at 8 o'clock. And then wrapping up this week, Friday, October 7th, at Dallas, that game will uh, tip off at 8.30 Eastern time. Luke, what is your prediction for the first week of preseason for the Orlando Magic? Listen, man, this team is has young players. They all need run, and it just so happens that they're all probably getting minutes this year. This is I, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Magic go three and zero this week, and and it is solely because the Magic have, like I said, these young guys. They need minutes, they need run, and they just happen to be basically the entire roster of the Magic. So I don't see anybody really getting a, a dip in you know minutes comparatively to the rest of the league when it comes to preseason. You're not going to get anybody sitting out that's not healthy. So I'm hoping, and I think you know the Spurs. I think they stink now. Obviously, we know that uh, the Spurs stink. Popovich told us not to put money on them winning the ring. 
this year. So I'm going to go three and zero. I don't know if Dallas will be rolling out the big guns against the Magic on Friday in their second preseason game of the season. I don't know. I think there's a chance that we see Luca just because they only have three preseason games: October fifth, October seventh, and then October fourteenth. Which is you might have a point there. Interesting. So they might. I mean, they might, but I could also see him just playing him the last game of the preseason because he's Luka Doncic. Yeah, that's. I mean, Utah that's probably game. fair. And plus, you know, he had the the kind of deep Euro basket run, but they have a week off in between our game and their final game against Utah. So maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't play. I already threw out my whole preseason prediction. I think we go five and zero, so I have to stick by that and say that we go three and zero. But you know, Memphis, mm-hmm. we're not going to see most of their team. I'm guessing. San Antonio is going to stink. And then Dallas, I think that's going to essentially be a coin flip, whether or not we see Luca and, and some of their regular guys in that game. And like our entire roster, apart from the guys that are out, Gary, Markell, Jonathan, Isaac, everybody's going to play. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think we go three and zero on the weekend. I'm looking forward to that. So media day came and went training camp came and went. Here is the preseason. Really looking forward to this, Luke. I just want to get your final thoughts. Like before, and I guess we can do this one more time once preseason is is wrapped up. But before we start preseason, what what are your thoughts on, on the Orlando Magic? Just I don't want to have a super drawn out conversation about this, but like two minutes or less. What do you what do you expect from the Magic this season? I uh, I sound like a broken record, but if this team's healthy. You start out when you get Markel back fairly soon, J.I. fairly soon, which, by the way, do we know if we're getting Markel? Uh, there's, we, we don't. Why am I asking? Yeah, we don't. But do you think... Jeff knows, but that we, we get, won't know. Do you think we get him back by, like... Are you are you hoping for, oh, I hope Markel plays, like, a couple, a few games into the season, or do you... Are you the standpoint of maybe by dress rehearsal against the Cavs, Markel's rolling rolling out there. No, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty surprised by that. Um like just going off of the schedule, like once we start the regular season, you have three games the first week, you got four games the second week. So that's seven games. I think Markel misses like seven games at the absolute most. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think he probably misses like the first couple of games of the season the first week. Um the first two weeks at the most, just kind of based off of like the timeline of the injury and, and and kind of the way that he's talked about it. Um, I would be shocked if we see him during the preseason. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'm sticking to my guns. What I've been saying team's healthy. If the team is healthy throughout the season, the duration of it, um, I'm going to say realistically, I believe I can never remember if I, I want to stick to what I said, even months Don't ago. Don't stick to what you point. said then. Say how you feel no. now. No, but it is how I feel. Like nothing is like if we are healthy, I think I believe I said 38 wins is realistic. I think I, I, I was thinking 35 36 is what you said. So I'll, 38 all 36 you slide. then. But people but in the YouTube comments won't, but... Yeah, yeah, y'all tell me what I said cuz I I know. I know y'all know. Um but uh yeah, I'll say like 36 to 38 is the realistic stance I'm going with for this team being healthy and Paolo being that guy. So I was thinking about this before we started to record. And I think the only there's, there's two outcomes that would absolutely shock me. Like if the magic are a high seed in the East, I'll, I'll be floored. I, I, I'll be hallucinating. Right. 
And yeah. if the Magic don't win at least 30 games, if we're a, a sub-30 win team, I will be shocked. Barring injury, if we're relatively healthy, I just don't see a way that this team is a sub-30 win team. And that's why I hammered the 26 and a half, 26 and a half wins Hammer. over. So I've got I put a hundred bones on that, and I put a hundred bones on Paolo winning Rookie of the Year. So we'll we'll we can revisit this at the end of the season and 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 see if I lost all of that two hundred dollars. But for me, this like this team should be competing for the play in towards the end of the season. I don't know what that looks like. I think that's going to fluctuate in each conference every year. Some years you're going to win thirty six games and you're just going to barely miss the play in. Sometimes you're going to win 43 games and, and maybe miss it completely. I, I just think it's going to fluctuate every single year. I don't think you can just look at the standings last year and be like, oh, you needed to win 42 games or whatever to make the play-in. Sure, they're, yeah. they're, that is you know, evidence that you probably need to be somewhat near that. But if, the, if you tell me, no, the, the Magic win 39 games, I'm not just going to say, oh, they totally missed the play-in. I, I, I don't think that's the case. Terrence said, worst case scenario, they should be a play-in team. Markel Fultz is saying if this team uh, you know, accomplishes what they should be able to accomplish, they could be as much as a, a fourth seed. I think this team ultimately, I just, Vegas knows. Say it. Right? Vegas knows. I think this team ultimately misses the play-in, mm-hmm. but I think it's like down to the wire. Like you've got two to three games to go, and you have a chance to make the play-in, and they just barely miss it. That's what, I think this team wins like 38 to 39 games heart. and just misses the play-in. Mm. But I yeah. do think this team can win the play-in. Do I think this team can be the fourth seed? I would like I, I would be shocked if that was the case. But if you told me just everything went right and they ended up as like the eighth or the seventh seed, I'd be like, let's freaking go, baby. I I could buy into that. Yeah, I mean you could you could play in anything can happen. It's like a it's definitely like a March Madness feel. These guys have the energy They've got the want to win and be great. I think once you get to the play in, kind of all bets are off. And like you said, wouldn't be shocked at an eight seed or a seven seed even if that comes down to it. And that's what it takes is just to you know win those play in games. And I think a successful season for the Orlando Magic looks like you know winning at least 35 to 36 games if you're relatively healthy. Because I think regardless healthy, of postseason, regardless of play in or whatever, because I think healthy this team last year would have been closer to like 30 wins. So yes, you know, you're yeah. you're going from, you know, 20 what was it? 21 or 22 wins at this point I can't even 22. freaking remember. 22 wins last year. So to go from 22 yeah. to 35, yes, that's a 13 win jump, which right. is not insignificant, but to me it, it wouldn't really be a good measure of the improvement that this team has made. So if you yeah. win less than 35 games, like to me, that's a failure of a season. Like the Magic this team healthy should be able to achieve, you know, moderate success and should be flirting with the play in the last handful of months of the season. But uh, yeah, the East is just very, very good. I have the magic and that's a very successful season. The magic just missing the play in to me is a hugely successful season compared to they were a year ago. So I hope they make no me eat my words. I hope they make the play in. That would be so exciting for the magic to have any kind of postseason competition. For a team this young, it would just be awesome. But let's go, man. Preseason is here. Just looking forward to a very fun Orlando Magic season. And yeah, this is, we're going to look back at this season and be like, yeah, that's where it all started. That's where we, we started the road to the eventual championship. 
we're going to look back on this 10, 15 years from now and look back very fondly on this season, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. You don't, uh, you don't seem on board with that, but that's okay. That's <laughs> no, I get, I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it. I hope, I hope it's, the, I hope it starts now. Let's go. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us again. Monday tonight, you're listening to this eight o'clock against the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Make sure you head over to FIBO.me slash the six man show to purchase your tickets for the final preseason game. We want to see you guys there. If you don't already, make sure you guys are following us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at six man show. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. If you are wa- or listening rather on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead, give us a rating and review five stars, preferably anything less than that. You are dead to us. Let's go magic tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to be a great time for Luke Sylvia. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the six man show and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the sixth man show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!